Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Put your hands up if anyone's ever asked you how quickly you can run three kilometres. No? We thought not. That's because bench press and barbecues are all that really matter in this world. Boys and girls, two masters of the old arts, flats and shanks. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of our weekly podcast. So you've done it, you've nicked it and you've cocked it up. No, you about to say your name. No, my point is we've got to mix it up a little bit because it's the same intro all the time and all I right. reckon... People do get a little bit bored by it. All right. You don't know, though. Um, I don't know. Would you like us to mix up our intros? They're creatures of habit, these people, like us. Mm. I go to the same petrol station to fill up my car about three times, well, four times a week. I get the same coffee. I walk in and they say, morning, flats. Yeah, but remember that other position? Same snacks. Mem- remember that other position I told you about to do with your lovely wife? Why? why how's, how, how's, if it ain't broke... <laughs> How's that working out for you? Better, what, diff- Different bedrooms, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Try and sleep in the same bedroom. <laughs> Who does that? Uh, no, no one anymore. Um, what's your name? Um, Tom. Thomas George Llewellyn Shanklin. Oh, Dave. Birth. All right, Tom. David Luke Flatman. Yes. It's Lancelot. <laughs> it, um, although it, is, it does say Leslie on my Wikipedia page. Tell them um, tell where we are. Um, Tell them the crack. Okay, we're at Junction 33 off the M4, Cardiff West Services. Um, sat outside Costa in a 4x4. Is this, have we like, have we completely lost the plot doing most of our podcasts in bloody cars now? I think we should, no, not, not at all. I think we should probably do a little survey of the services and the facilities and the restaurants. Do you want to know something really sad? The toilets. Do you want to know something really sad? What? So it's last Saturday night, and I'm sitting at home, or whenever it's last weekend, with my wife and my in-laws. And my, our kids this week are going to my in-laws for a few days, little Christmas build-up thing. And my parents stayed at my place last night. Now, my in-laws just said to me, now, I tell you what, as your parents are in Bath and they're driving back to the southeast where they both live, both sets of parents coincidentally live, they could bring the girls back and save us coming to collect them from Bath. I said, no problem. And they said, well, if only there was a meeting spot that was convenient. And I was just reading the paper and I just said, oh, I was going to go to the Cobham Services M25. You can go straight down the M23 from Croydon. And then what you can do is there, you leave and it's a one site. So whichever side you're on, you can cross over. They said, you know. What, the service is on both sides? No, it's one site, but you can cross over. There's a, it's like a bypass bridge thing. And they were like, oh, my God, how do you know that? I said, oh, my God, that is seriously depressing that I know Co- that. Cobham services, I think, the restaurants and the the common room area, um, I think are phenomenal. And what <laughs> I don't like about Cobham services is it takes you an age to get off and on. Um, that really annoys me. That's why I think... Simple ones like Lee Delamere, like Membry, 
are the mm. best because you're not coming off at a roundabout. You're coming off on a slip road. Yeah. Plenty of parking. Yeah. They've got M&S inside if you're feeling gush and Flush. healthy and healthy. They've got a Burger King if you're feeling naughty. You feel like a good lad. I had a Whopper on uh, yesterday. What'd you call me? And I was you had a, you had a whopper, a double whopper with cheese. Thought you were happily married, but <laughs> oh, sex, um, sex stuff. Mm. And it was a, it it wasn't a good one. No, you, and I've wasted no. a bullet. Yeah, the exactly. Let, the lettuce was <laughs> the lettuce was like wet. It wasn't crunchy. Yeah, there wasn't enough onion in there. Lettuce in, and we'll tell you. I it, obviously, yeah. took the, the the pickles out because who has a burger with pickles? That's absolutely disgusting. Oh, I love them. Do you? Yeah. Uh, let me. Oh, you wasted a bullet there. But, but but let me tell you something. One of my one of my only ever real jobs was in the summer before I started or 69. two summer six before I started playing rugger. One of my only real jobs was working at a place called Southern Salads in Tunbridge, I think it was called. And my job for ten hours a day was coring lettuces. Sorry, coring lettuce. And they gave you a little knife, and you got the technique down. But I don't, didn't need a knife. In the end, you could get if you went into that shop now. And bought a lettuce. You'd never see anyone core a lettuce like me. I bash it with the butt of my hand and pull the thing out. It takes me two seconds. Really? Yeah, yeah, brutal. Absolute savage, I am. Maybe so, that's why you're so big. I know. So, different qualities of lettuce go... Um, different qualities of lettuce go to different places. And from memory, Burger King weren't getting no good lettuce. There's really? a point. No, they weren't getting the good stuff, What's mate. your favourite lettuce? Um, Baby Gem. Is it? Mm. Yours? You're so iceberg. I know. Basic. I know. You're such a, I know. One of them basic bitches. I know. I don't mind rocket. That's not celery. Lettuce. Lettuce. Sorry. What is it then? Rocket's not lettuce, is it? Don't know what it is. Well, it's rocket, isn't it? My mate had a pizza, right? My what? Mate, my mate Jimmy Rainbird. He had a pizza in um, Prezzo, I think. Is that the Wolf? The Wolf. And he said, "I'll have the executive pizza, please." Yeah. Um, arrogant. And he, he arrived, and he said, "There's enough rocket on that piece to take me to the moon." That's it. Uh, hell of a, was it a good night? Did it go more and more mad from there? I, you know, I'm feeling slightly <laughs> jaded today. Yeah, and this is all an act. Yeah, I don't even want to speak. No, I've had, I've had three Christmas parties on the bounce. You've done tic tac toe. Yeah, and oh as you can probably God. tell by my voice, I sound a bit like Barry White. The late Barry White. Late, yeah. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it's taking its toll on me, but... Uh, let's, let's talk about them. Let's talk about hero. parties then. Uh, all right, the first one oh, by was... the way, before you start about it, it's worth telling people we're not... This is not going to have a really heavy rugby section because it's Sunday. I've just come back from Ospreys. We've seen a bit of rugby, but not all of it. But yeah. this is our only chance to do We've it. We've both covered two games today. You covered the Ospreys. I covered the Blues. Yeah, we... we, we we do not have a chance to do it again this week because Shanks has had Christmas parties the last three days and I've got them for the next four days. So it's Sunday afternoon, Sunday early evening. And so turn off now. So if, anyway, if Ruggie, we'll talk about Ruggie in a minute. Anyway, your Christmas parties, go on then. Yeah, Thursday was DS Smith. Um, recycling. Is it rubbish? They're recycling. Is it rubbish? <laughs> uh, Christmas party was good. Had good band on, 4th Street Traffic. Um, they were actually really good. They looked like a band as well. Which helps. What do you mean? Well, you look cool. They dress cool. Oh, did they? Skinny yeah. jeans and that. Yeah, rips. Yeah. Um, and then we had Gennaro Christmas party. Um, yeah. Gennaro Productions. I wonder if Gennaro is a real company. Do, do, anyway, yeah. Yeah, so anyone who wants sound, lighting, an event, <sighs> let us know. The irony of you working for a sound type company and having the lowest rent podcast currently available on <laughs> planet Earth does not escape me. Uh, so that was really good as well. That was um, in Sophia Gardens, right? There's a marquee. It was called Best Parties Ever. Best Party Ever. Oh, yeah. And loads of, they had like 400 people there. And basically, you buy a table. And was it the best you. party ever? It was okay. Oh, right. Um, everything so was no. plastic, though. You know, I bought a couple of bottles of wine for the table, something like that, and give her. And yeah. they poured the wine into little plastic milk jugs no. types. No. So I took them to the table, just in case there was a bit of trouble. Was Wales, isn't it? I got bollocked on the um, Dodgems. They're Dodgems there because I did a head-on and the guy stopped it. Yeah. Told me right off. I had to get out. Edders of the... Did he? Yeah. Did you? Edders are the best though on the Dodgems. Yeah, I know. He said, oh, you can break it if you do that. Um, Shut it. It's a Dodgem. But it's good. They had a bit of cabaret. They had some um, can-can girls. They had some swinging. Swinging? Above you. Uh, yep. 
Yeah, like the Cirque du Soleil that we went to. Yeah, yeah. It was nothing like that, but they had someone swinging. Excellent. And then last night we had drinks around a friend's house, Jenko's house, my mate Jenko. Oh, what's Jenko like, though? Is he barmy? Uh, by the way, is that what the videos you showed yes. me before we came on air? Yes. Yeah, it looked like it got a bit loose. Yeah, so, night, my, Tommy. so yeah, my mate John and Pritchard um, decided to. We had this drinking game. So all the cards, we had a pack of cards, face down, and then for every card you picked up, there was a rule what you had to do, whether it was drink, rhyme, dance. Yeah, it was. Ba- it was a drinking game, a very heavy one. And John yeah. got stung a few times, and then he started drinking from his shoe. You know, he's drunk when he starts necking from his yeah, shoe. Yeah, yeah. So then, shoe it too. An hour later, um, we find him asleep in the bath. Yeah. No, he's actually being sick first in the bathroom. Growing up. And he's getting teabagged. And yeah. then probably about another half hour he's asleep in the bath. So we go and we put silly string all over him. So you were teabagging him? Yeah. Um I know. That's not very uh that's not very flats and shanks podcast teabagging. Well we cut that out then it's fine. But you're hungover, aren't you? We cut that out. Yeah. Um oh good stuff. And, and, well that, and then that went to the blues today. Who do they play? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, I know. Sale. Chat about it later. Sounds so, great. Uh, what you, uh, Sounds great. What have you been up to? Um, yeah, a few bits and bobs, isn't it? You know, um, we did that video, didn't we, with JP for um, BBC Shanks and I. You, you and I did this uh, BBC Wales BBC website video with Josh Navidi. Yes. Um, all the hot spots were at a garden centre. Um, Pew's garden centre. It was in Pew's Radha. garden centre. Where? Radha. In Radha. Um, and we got uh, two cappuccinos, one bacon sandwich, and a lovely turkey stuffing and cranberry jelly panini for lunch, uh, which is great. Um, the grotto was really good, though, wasn't it? It was. It was good, yeah, and it was good. And Josh Navidi, lovely man, as you might imagine, um, big unit actually, I mean, powerful, strong-looking guy, jeepers. I, I don't know, I think we dwarf him in the photo. Yeah, I mean, he looked. He, I, I, yeah, he looked intimidated by us, but that's. Um, that's a different man. So it, that was fun. I, I liked doing that. That was nice. I felt a bit broken on the day for some reason. I think it's when everyone builds up for Christmas. I never feel like that. I always feel like I'm on the verge of um, physical burnout by Christmas. I'm just knackered now. And the kids going away for a few days is actually, much as I get on, I like my kids. Yeah. It's quite nice. Do you have a tree up in your house? Yeah, we've got a tree up, yeah. That's a start. Yeah, so you know it, uh, that was nice. Then I I had a lunch with um, a, a M, one of the NBN events, and uh, so I hosted that the weekend. It was a Christmas lunch thing, so we had Lawrence Delalio there, and I did a Q and A. And of course, you can imagine how that went. That was very nice. And um, Marcus Brigstock, the comedian off the telly, did a set, which yes. was very funny. And did he used to be massive? Weight wise, yeah, he has lost loads of weight coincidentally. Yes, don't so. know if he used to be massive or not. The massive might be pushing it. But he's lost a lot of weight um, because he's in Panto, I think. But yeah, then. But Bradley Wiggins was the special guest, the most special guest. Um, Sir, Sir Bradley Wiggins. So I had you know a half an hour interview with Bradley Wiggins on stage, and there were sort of five, six hundred people there. Is it enthralling? Oh, he was brilliant. Really? Oh, he was brilliant. Yeah. And there's, you know, because he's such a rock star, there are basically loads of rules like don't talk about this, don't talk about. I said to him when he first got there, I was like, look, you don't know me from Adam. But I was going to make a joke about jiffy bags and past packages or whatever when you walk up. And he was like, look, mate, you can if you want, but anything I say will just be, someone will tweet it out and I'll get hammered for it. And this was the day, you know, this is Friday, so it's the day his wife had called Chris Froome a slithering reptile and then deleted her thing. I hope you did it now. So what ended up happening was, it was like, yeah, you know, so we had a chat about Chris Froome, um, which people thought would be awkward. I think some people were quite nervous it was going to be awkward. It wasn't. They really get on, don't they? Oh, they love each other, yeah. They don't get on. and But that's all right. Live with that in elite sport. But then he he made a joke himself about, you know, Jiffy Bags and what's in that parcel and Christmas presents or whatever it was. So he was great. He was really, really good fun. We had a really good laugh on stage. And in the end, I'm getting the old throat cut signal from the organisers because time's up. And I'm like, ah, it's one more, two more, three more. Yeah. You know, because he's so good. Um, so had a, yeah, really, really nice. How how uh, how far can you wheelie on your bike? Yeah, um, can you do a bunny hop? Can you do? Yeah, how old were you? How old were you when you did your first endo? Do, well, yeah. yeah, do you have tread nuts on your bike? He was at great. Home? He was really, really good. Um, I really, I liked. I liked spoky dokies. Do you have spoky dokies? Get them frosties. Did you used to ride over empty coke cans or other cans and make your bike into a motorbike? 
Anyway, he was really nice. And I, give boys backies. W- one interesting one, I was like, do you still like cycling? And he was like, no, I fucking hate it. I hate it. Do you ever go on your bike? No. It's funny, isn't it? Like, we don't hate rugby, but do you ever want to play rugby? Oh, my God, no way. Yeah, I suppose they, they've got to push themselves. I know as rugby players, you've got to push yourself hard, but they've got to... They go into the extreme on It's like rowing. It's like yeah. He's taken up indoor rowing now. What's going to the Olympics? Really? Do you know what I, I said? That I said I can't imagine a more brutal sport. Can and I ask he, you a question? And he was like, "No, nah, cycling isn't that bad." We had a question he on said. Twitter from from T Shanklin, and he wants to know, David, if you had to do an Olympic sport now in the yeah. shape you're in, yeah, to try and win a gold medal, so you well, can get a gold post box outside your house. Yeah, what would you do? Well, you could maybe you could maybe do Winter Olympics as well. well. Shot put, shot put. What else am I going to do? Look at me, shooting. Uh, archery, archery. Um, curling. I could do curling. I've got a delicate touch. Yeah. Mm. So if you gen- if genuinely not, you had your you had a task that was set for you to win a gold medal in an Olympic sport, what would you do? Oh, so you mean so it's got to be semi-realistic, even though it's not realistic? Uh, rowing, probably something like that. <laughs> High jump. Imagine you uh, in it. Oh, can you imagine <laughs> in the little suit? You can't, bring, you can't bring your legs straight back, can you? They no, got, they've got to no. be bowed out. Bowed out, yeah. yeah. Go between my legs to pull it out. <laughs> imagine that. Um. You could even sit with your legs together in a video with a hedgehog. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can't get my legs together. Archery, I think I'd do. Um, if, you, if only you could see us now, listeners, you would realise why this is a particularly soporific, rambling, pointless chat. Mm. It's because we're both in my car at the services in the car park. We've both put our seats right back. The car's really warm and it's raining and freezing outside. And we reclined. Shanks looks like he's asleep, his eyes are shut, and I've got actually got one of those aircraft like collars on that you put when you sleep on a plane. I've actually got mine on, like a little pillow in my car. I, c- I could sleep here until 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. Really? Yeah. I can no way sleep this. I, I am I, broken I, at the moment. I can't sleep um, sat up. I've got to be lying down. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sufficiently reclined, just so you all know. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I've got three... Boozy ones this week. I've got a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday boozy ones. Will they? Will they be boozy? Though? Yeah, all of them are boozy. They're guaranteed boozy. What will you drink? Three separate WhatsApp groups: Lashkar, Lashville, Tennessee. I don't know. Rev I'm, James. I'll, I'll I'll drink a couple of pints of Guinness and then I'll move on to the red wine. Usually, okay. It's got to get gout by Christmas, otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> um, but I'll fire into it and I'll give it a good go. Um, are they lads ones or are they? Um, his and hers. No, it's blooming lads, isn't it? It's flat out lads all the way and um drinking games, left handed drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Why well, no, no was pointing. he born so no beautiful? No point no acceptance, not out. Do you know what a good a good game is? You're not allowed to touch your face. If you touch your face, <laughs> two fingers. <laughs> Honestly, try that. Try that. that you just great. have a rule. Like it's like no pointing, you know, that's that's a little bit easier, but touching your face that's genius. It's, it's so hard not to do. That's you, genius. People do it all the time. Like little note, like you've got a little itchy nose. or I've got an itchy eye now, you've said it. Yeah. Let's try and not touch our face for the rest of the pod. Okay. So And if you do, if you do, you've got to... Um, okay, whoever touches their face first has got to drink the dregs out of my Costa coffee cup from this morning that's <laughs> in my car. Or go to or go to Greg's and get us a, something to eat. Or go to Burger King and get us something to eat. Yeah. When you when do you when do you waste a bullet? You're hung over though. You can eat what you want. Yesterday, golden in it. Um, Plumbed a washing machine in as well. Over the whatever. Oh god, bore off. It's really easy. It's amazing what you can do with duct tape. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, didn't have any of the equipment. I just I've just duct taped everything on till I can get to a um, hardware shop. Jesus Christ, is this what our podcast has become? Don't know, mate. Mate, just press the button so we can move on to the next section and have a little break. <laughs> Leo Vegas bet the week time. Yeah, let's let's inject some energy into this it, pod. It came good for us on the weekend. We said Bath by five points or more. They did it. 
Oh, good game that as well. We'll, we'll get onto that a little bit later at Christmas. But uh, this week we're going to go for pulling rank here. Um, we're going for a Pro 14 game. We're oh, going for the God. Scarlets Ospreys, which will be played on Tuesday, the 26th of December. Scarlets will win that. Which is Boxing Day. Scarlets will win that. I'm going Ospreys. I'm going Ospreys. They, they play no, very well. Not. I am. I'm going Ospreys. Um, it's away, so I'm going Ospreys by two points or more against it's, the Scarlets. It's at Parker Scarlets. It's at Parker Scarlets. I'm going oh Ospreys by two points or more. Yeah, but the odds will be really good on that. Think of the kids. You know, you get a little bit of Bitcoin on that, you're going to make loads. This Bitcoin thing. Mm. Okay. Somebody better explain that to me at some point. Um, make sure you're over 18 and terms and conditions do apply. Good luck to everyone, yeah? Right, let's do a rugby section. Now listen, listeners, listeners, you are listening. Um, we do rugby sections. Sometimes we talk about some games. Some guy, Sometimes there are games we don't talk about. We're not leaving out the games involving the teams that you support because we don't know who you are. So when you send us messages saying you didn't talk about this game we already know that we didn't talk about it um we've probably not seen it we haven't seen it so you know if we do this on a monday night we've basically caught up with everything but now as i said earlier we haven't had the chance so we'll talk about a couple of games that we've seen they don't know it's not monday night it's thursday it's christmas day depends how tired i am if i want to edit it tonight it's um jesus birthday so uh, did you watch Bath against Toulon? I sure did. It was a cracker, that one. It, it was a cracker. It was a cracker jacker. I don't think we've mentioned him that much on here, but what a player, Ali Brew. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's always been a good player, but... Has he? He's ju- yeah, he has been. He's always been very powerful, but he just seems to have this a new like lease of life at the moment in Bath, yeah. and they, you cannot not play him you can't drop him at the moment he's playing that well and he's been ever since he signed he's been really good by the way he oh. hasn't it's not just last two weeks I saw him today in uh, Zizzy's when we were having pizza he's taking his Did family you? yeah I was, he was, as he's signing the bill I was going make sure you leave a good tip he he played yesterday he won uh, what did he have did he have uh, what was he drinking um, he th- I th- I'm pretty sure it was JD and Coke ah I thought he might have a brew <laughs> F off F off. Yeah, he was great. Matt Banahan on his 250th game. Yeah. Thought had another good game. Played really well last week in Toulon. And he had to move into the centre as well. Yeah, but he can just do that, can't he? He can, yeah. It's good having that versatile player like that. That can play anyway because he plays 15 as well. Yeah. And he's a huge, huge lump. Yeah, he's a big old fella. Yeah. Um, our mate Freddie Burns. Really enjoyed the pod with Freddie last week. Yeah, it was good. Really good. I th- we had a lot of feedback from that. It was very insightful, candid. Um, it's probably a bit more one of our serious ones, but some of the... Stories about the Rolex watch. Unreal. I love that. Unreal. Um, also, Johnny May. In a, in a cage clucking. clucking. <laughs> Andy Hazel tells me he's got the picture, but he's, I think he's worried about sending it in case I'd sort of seed it out. Obviously, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't yeah. show anyone, but I'm very keen to see that. Happy with a Barno? Yeah, yeah, Barno was good. Lovely start because he scored a nice try and that sort of stuff. Lovely angle. Um, he's a very, very good defender. I mean, um, well, I think he's a good defender. He's a good tackler. Um, but he seems to defend very well for Bath, makes lots of hits. And, you know, ultimately you want to off, you know, sometimes young props come on the scene and can't hold their own in the scrum, but they're great athletes all the other way around, you know. But he seems to be a really good, solid defender, really good, solid scrummager. In an ideal world, you'd have him wrecking opposition tight heads and all that sort of stuff. But do you know what? As long as he kind of does his job in the scrum, then he, you can build on that. And he's certainly not mm. certainly good enough yeah. Was really really nice like I, there was a line out and he was standing at the back of the line out and Nigel Owens went over to him and just tapped on the back and said really good scrummage in there really good good work keep it up it's nice yeah. to get a bit of feedback like that from a ref isn't it yeah well it just it just it means it's just clean doesn't it um, so Anthony you're not, Watson you know, painting a good picture Shanklin Gas um, yeah. <laughs> wheels eh under 11s he called it it's what it was like wasn't it to his over like what was he doing when he went round the, the long way round the outside of him He's an amazing ball in hand when he's fresh to us over as a phenomenon. But he, he the last two weeks he's been pony. He, he could a bit not of tempo. deal with Bruy. No, he's gone. Not at all. Hates attack. I mean, when you're built like that, I'm afraid you cannot hate. He doesn't tackle. like tackling. He at hates all. it. Hates it. He's the guy. We might mention this before, but when Toulon played against Saris, I think last year at Allianz Park, he was away for an amazing try, and he wouldn't dive. So he effectively cocked up the try because he wouldn't dive. Yeah, he didn't dive. Like, why didn't he just dive in? And I spoke, interviewed Mike Ford afterwards. He said he's never played on a 4G and he was scared of diving on the floor. 
So he just went to put it down with one hand and then someone got there. All he had to do was dive, he would have scored it. And he was scared of diving on it because he's never played it. Are you like, are you joking oh, me? I'm scared of balloons. He's built like a brick shit house. Yeah, I'm scared of clowns. I hate balloons. Um, but Mathewson, first try. Yeah. Lahif, I think it was Lahif got pulled in. Was it Lahif? Yeah. You need a, you need to put your arms in the air. You need to shout out there, don't you? Yeah, you really do. Yeah, because yeah, because Freezer at the front got him in, tied him in. But every loose head prop in the world has been taught at the front of a lineout when you're doing a front peel. You do your best to engage their front prop, their front lifter, mm. and it's you so often get pulled on it. But what used to be quite good was that the hooker would sometimes run in for a fake maul. So I would leave the front guy. And we go to pretend, set up a pretend maul at the front, and then Jonathan Humphreys would just smash him right in the middle of the back. And mm. you hear, poof, and there'd be a big space there, and Humphreys has cut someone in half, you know, so that was a more blatant. But yeah, he, he, you're right, got to make more of that. Oh, I do, I, every time I look at this guy, right, I, Baston Road, I just think, how can, how can you run that fast? I mean, I'm not saying he's electric, but he still can shift, and he's still got acceleration. Yeah. He just. Rugby is for all shapes and sizes. It really is, because he is a big, fat bloke. He is. Like, he is, yeah. But he can seriously play, and he's fit. Like, I mean, he's fit yeah. enough to play 80 minutes repeatedly, so there are, lots was, of, there are lots of good players who aren't. And it was a nice little gesture to give Banhan a bit of time as well when they run out. Yeah. Start. He didn't have to do that, but... And he, he gave him a back. big... And he gave him a big... Um, he gave him, like, a big pat on the shoulder, didn't he? And gave him yeah. a little dig on the shoulder and said, good on you, mate. I am... Um, Banners blanked him. I played like against Bassero for his first cap. Was he any good? Yeah, he was actually really good. But yeah. but it's your first cap, isn't it? So you don't want to swap shirts with the opposition because it's your first ever cap. So you, yeah. you want to keep that shirt. So I just gave him mine. So look, have that if you want it. Did he um, want it? Yeah, yeah. He, he, <laughs> he took it. He took it. Um, God, he's pretty framed it somewhere. I yeah, know then it. You, then you I found it, it in the bogs about three hours later on. It's a nice gesture, isn't it? You know. If, I thought yeah. it was anyway. I mean, yeah, it's a nice gesture. It would have been nice if someone else had told me about your nice gesture other than you. Um, MBE. Are you? Womp. Yeah. Services to... Oh, yeah. Services to what? Mm. Um, Saint-Tropez. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that that was a good game, and um, they did well to hang on in the end there. Um, Leicester, Leinster Exeter was oh, a hell of a game, boy. Wasn't it, Jess? A hell of a game, yeah. You watch, so you watch test matches during the year that aren't as intense as that. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do, and I really thought Chiefs were going to go and do it. I thought, I thought half time. I thought, you know what? This could be them. This could Especially be them. when they lose, uh, they lost Johnny Saxon in the league doors to an HIA. Yeah, um, didn't actually look that bad, but he, like I remember, he had a huge trouble um, with, against France, yeah. playing for Ireland, tackling Bastro because he does go high, doesn't he? Yeah, tackles very high. He, he's a big bloke as well, you know, so he can get away with tackling high. But when you tackle high like that, your head is just tackling high is for. Tackling low re- requires more courage. Yeah, and I agree. So I used to play, for example, and I would, but I I would never tackle low, but not because I didn't want to. I really wanted to because I was willing to. You know, if you're going to play prop for 15 years, then you're willing. You you know, hopefully you're willing to put your head in. But I knew so it requires courage. It also requires really good shoulders. Mm. So I watched Joe Marler make his tackles, and he's he's the best tackling, best sort of terms of tackle technique. He's the best in England for props for the of the props and I watch him just hit like the chop tackle and the head on tackles mm-hmm. and I just couldn't make those because my I think Jim Hamilton told me the same thing if you hit my shoulder there it would just pop out by the end it would just come out and it'd wreck my shoulder so I had to hit with the front of my shoulder and my chest basically so I just had to tackle with my face or chest and pile like a sternum and just pile in that way because if it's not affected your looks at all I know, I'm a lucky guy, I'm a lucky guy. I've got oily skin, it repairs itself. Um, but yeah, he's, he, he, I don't know if he has shoulder problems or not, but he probably can't go low and tackle like that mm. because his shoulders will go. Like an underhill, I could not tackle like underhill for the last seven, eight years I played. I mean, that, that not with the power, I'm talking about the position. Couldn't yeah. do that, too dangerous for my and shoulders. To be, to be fair, Exeter's defence for about 65 minutes was decent and you didn't think Leinster were actually going to score a try mm. because they had a lot of ball, but weren't really doing too much with it and Exeter looked pretty settled and it's not often you get a team that outscores an opposing team three tries two tries um, to one but they did mm. um, just a lot of penalties um, Nasewa yeah, I Nasewa no I learned it the other day Nasewa okay. Nasewa like a Nathay. TH Nasewa 
Brian Driscoll, I think, set quote would say that he's probably one of the most skillful players he's played with. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But, yeah, five pens from him. I don't know what pens mean. So, Brian O'Driscoll was wearing a shiny black puffer jacket on telly. Was he? No one said a word. Like I was saying to the BT Sport guys today, what what has Brian O'Driscoll ever done in rugby to deserve more respect from the general public than me? They were, they were He was with Gordon Darcy, wasn't he, at the weekend? And, the, and Craig Doyle made a joke about who's aged the worst. Yeah. It's Gordon Darcy. He's much greyer. Is he? Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I don't know whether Draco highlights his hair. Yeah, I mean, he's. I I saw, I don't know if he dyes it, but I saw him colouring it in with a Sharpie before yeah. he went on air <laughs> once. Like a brown Sharpie. And it actually worked all right. Will I, Carling uses a black one. He definitely used his head and shoulders, I know that. Yeah. But you don't have dandruff. Exactly. There we are. But that no, was a good game. It was a good game. It's good. And um, I, I was at... Um, I was at Osprey Saints today, which was a funny one after Jim Allen got sacked, which is, you know, can you call it inevitable? I guess it was in the end. Um, still very sad, and I, I expect there'll be more people going from there when the new DOR comes in. I would imagine the other coaches won't survive en masse. Um, so it's a I funny if, atmosphere. And for his son, Harry, playing must have been pretty tough. I wonder if the Cardiff Blues might be looking towards someone like him now, because yeah. Danny Wilson is leaving at the end of the season yeah. they're recruiting now for a head coach or director of rugby Danny Wilson's going to Wasps isn't he yes forwards yeah. coach there I yeah. believe um, yes yeah, so that'd be an interesting one and I, you know you hear rumours about who else is interviewing for the Cardiff Blues job but how, it, it, you know that Jordan Murphy apparently well, that's an interesting one but you know that it's there are some rumours I, I don't you know you don't want to be that guy that says I know something you don't know but everyone knows something other people don't know but I'm not that inclined to spread the whole rumour thing. Like there are, you know, on, on here, you know, I sort of think, well, if, what if it puts somebody, a nice person in a difficult position, you know? Yeah. Um, what, so, um, yeah. Um, but but um, Stuart Hooper is going for the DOR job at Cardiff. <laughs> no, I'm joking, he's not. <laughs> How did Dan Evans play today? Yeah, he was good. He was good. Really? Yeah, he was good. Um, so I think he's in line for a Wales call-up now. Yeah, he, he'd be close. He was good today. Um, he, he decided to be a tough guy and run uh, flat out into the Northampton defence at one point after he took caught a... A Matt Perry, was it? He did a Matt Perry and holy shit, did he regret it. He got absolutely really? belted. Yeah, he got belted. But he he did play he did play pretty well. It, it It's a funny one, so quite a lot of points and there's quite a lot of ambition so the it wasn't, but it was just a pretty low rent affair. And you know what? What I reckon you'd call it a decent get a good game, had there been more people there. There's just no one there. It's, it's a nightmare. It's just isn't it? awful. It's, it's great just, for the football. Yeah, it's awful for rugby. It's mm. awful, and it reminded me of playing at Watford at Vicarage Road on the because a lot of the time we had good crowds there, but on the bad days, you know, when you're playing. Bedford at home at Vicarage Road and yeah. it's like oh my god this is just it's like there's less atmosphere I, rem- I remember I think most of the people were in Bedford yeah bed bed for Club Duvet Club Duvet but I remember it, I remember it being feeling like a second team game playing in the Premiership you know the next week you play Leicester and there'd be shit loads of people there but this game at Osprey Saints was I'll tell you what I'll, I'll beat you now the atmosphere was just dire I'll beat you now playing Edinburgh and they used to play up in Murrayfield. And that was a shocker. You'd run out there. And it, like it's a nice stadium. It's a great stadium. But for like 3,000 people, if that, coming to watch you in Murrayfield. Do you want me to beat that? Hold on. I'm not finished yet. Oh, okay. And as we were running out, they only, w- only let the bloody cannons off. Honestly, nearly pooed myself. Again, like you did in fitness at Sarri's that time. Yeah. Ran down your leg. <laughs> Didn't run down my leg. Except it did. We had to move. We had to move all the cones and <laughs> do fitness somewhere else. <laughs> they put one of those red cones over it. The dog shit flag. It's HP Source, which actually stands for House of Parliament. For those of you that don't know that, um, because that's when they used to have food and all the leftovers used to blend together with something that was not a blender, but maybe a sharp knife, and that's where HP Source come from. Knowledge. Gone. What? Where are you going to beat me? Uh, Edinburgh. Stadiums. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Yeah. Heineken Cup. Sunday night. Murrayfield. Dead rubber. Sunday night. Right. Dead rubber. 
blizzard like you've never seen. Absolutely unplayable, completely unplayable. We decided this is we cannot come all the way up here and not play. And Nicky Little was our fly half. Yeah. And I'm not sure if he'd never seen snow before, <laughs> but he had never played in snow before. And halfway through the game, he had his gloves on, and we couldn't see. No one could see anyone. Couldn't see anyone on the field. We were laughing with the Edinburgh lads. It was a joke. And I was like, "Hey, you doing lilac? We called Nicky Little Lilai. How you doing, Lilai? Goes a long way from Fiji, bro. <laughs> During the game, we lost the game, and it was the conditions were so bad. My parents went up to watch that they were invited into an empty corporate box with loads of other fans because the conditions were so bad. The fans weren't allowed to sit in the seats. There was no crowd. It was an empty oh. Murrayfield and a blizzard on a Sunday night. Yeah. And that was that. Because I went to the Blues today, right? And there wasn't that many people there. But at least you have you can fill a stadium and it feels like there's more people watching because you're, not, you're not lost there. And yeah. you, look, you look into the stand and it looks fairly full, although there's a lot of seats. But, you know, if that game was in Cardiff City Stadium or the Osprey Stadium, you know, it just would be solar. So you, yeah. do, get a, you do get atmosphere there. And it was actually... It wasn't the greatest of games, but the Blues won. I think it was. It might have been three all at half time. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. So there we go. Oh. My Matthew Morgan scored god. a try. Um, it was okay. Oh, pretty Christ. pretty well worked try. But this guy, um, so Owen Lane, I think his name is. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. It is Owen Lane. Um, looks really good. He's come from the seventies. He's a winger. He's big. He's strong. I've seen a couple of his games recently. Yeah. And. Um, Decent, right, did he, the boy? Decent. Just, he breaks tackles, he chases hard, he's good in the air, and being good in the air these days is very important because yeah. the ball goes up so many times. Um, and he's really good at that. He's good at getting hands on it. Do you know what I liked about the... Um, it's huge, isn't it, how like wingers have... Not wingers, wingers and centres, I suppose, really had to add that to the game. It really is. And last week, watching Leinster against Exeter... Exeter unexpectedly really struggled in the air so Woodburn, Noel whatever, there were a few mistakes yeah. down that down that um, Exeter's right hand side and this weekend you saw an early ball go up on Ollie Woodburn and his technique was immaculate mm. immaculate and you think he has properly practiced that this week and fixed it I love seeing stuff like that he's properly addressed it and fixed it you know it's difficult as well, you know. There's some people, some people clap. Like I think Dan Bigger is probably one of the best at it. And that, yeah, and you, you're catching kick. The hard one is when you kick it yourself, and you've got to follow it over your head. You know, when the ball's coming towards yeah, you, yeah. you know, you've got more time, and you, it's easier to judge. But um, yeah, and it infuriates me when players just don't get up because the easy option, right, is to slow yourself down, wait for them to catch it, and then make a hit. That's easy. Yeah. The hard thing is getting there and getting a hand on it. But yeah. at the same time, you've got to be careful now, haven't you? Because you still see penalties given for a genuine challenge. Oh, you do. Air. Oh, you do, Tommy, yeah. Yeah. Um, look, we, we we can see all the scores. We don't know anything about those games. So, you know, Wasp 21, La Rochelle 3 is an interesting one. I hope La Rochelle might do a bit more than that. But they, It's a tough they, place for the Scarlet uh, Saracens to go, Claremont. It sounds um, like a good game, it though. It does sound like a good game. Um, Nick Abendon and Yellow Card, cheap shot bastard. He always was, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Horrible. We're trying to cut down a swear and Sorry. you know that. Um, I thought they might have gone to Claremont and, w- and won because I, I know that. it's it's a tough place to go and win. But after last week's performance, yeah. I mean, they've lost a few now, haven't they? Seven on the bounce, mate. Are they crumbling or? No. Sure? Yep. No, not sure. I just don't reckon they are. No, I don't think I don't think they are either. Ulster Harlequins game came alive a bit, didn't it? Jeepers. 52 points for Ulster. Um do you think we should um, consider having a little break, maybe going to get a Burger King across the way and then coming back and answering some questions? Ooh. Yeah? Yeah. Go on, you bugger. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. We have got a ton, a metric ton of questions. Can't do them all, but the first one is from Ryan Constable. Remember Ryan Constable we played with at yes, Saris? Yes, I do. Rhino, Brian. He Brian lived with Constable, Wally, didn't he? Lived with Wally. If you were combining Flats and Shanks' physical and mental attributes to create the best possible rugby player, what would each of your contributions be? That is a great question, because naturally you'd say, you look at me and say strength. Yes. But you're crazy strong. Um, I think you've got a better vocabulary than me. Does that help on the field? Yes, yeah. in terms of leadership, it does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you think... Yeah, but whose strength would you take? Well, it depends what position we've got to play, isn't it? Um, it'd be back row, wouldn't it? Really? All right, back row, hybrid, yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm, I was strong, but in terms of weight-wise, you'd lift more and squat more than me. Yeah. I was just wiry. Yeah, you never... You I'd never slip out of tackles. You never benched 200, you never benched 210 and deadlifted 300, did you? No. Can we say my pace? I hope so. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about attitude? My height. Your height. Oh, uh, I don't know about my... My uh, grip strength. What about in, attitude? In training, yours. My, yeah. <laughs> okay, my attitude. Honestly, I used to hate training. I remember... You'd always have to try... I'd always have to try and find someone like Martin Williams to do tackle practice with. Because <laughs> he knew the crack. Yeah. All right, here's a, here's a great one. Yeah. Who's my height. Obviously, we said that. You yeah. said that already. Okay, just for line outs. Uh, my skin tone. Uh, what, yeah. What, um, your body fat. Okay. Whose body language would you take? <laughs> I think we'd take yours. Fucking right, we would. Oh. I'll take a dead bloke's body language over yours. You yeah. look broken and mopey three <laughs> minutes into every yeah. game you ever played. All right, yeah, but there's a reason why I did that, because they'd look at me and think, no threat. Wetter. They'd look wetter. Yeah. Where's your blanket? Um, <laughs> and then I'd come alive. Um, skills? Yours. Yeah, okay. Passing, kicking, yours. Tactical awareness? Yours. Game management? Game management, yours. Both, maybe? Breakdown work? Yours. I don't know. I never did any, because my shoulders would dislocate if I got hit on the back of the shoulders. Um... Line out call and ability. Mine. <laughs> Scrummaging. Mine. <laughs> um, that's it. That's tackling Epitione. Mine. That's it. That's all we need. That's okay. all we need. Um, there you go. Good, good question. Brian. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Brian, was it? Brian. <laughs> Brian uh, Constable. Yes. Brian, uh, okay. Wa- Brian Wattstable. Um, question for the next pod from Adam. Um, how much of propping is natural? And how much is this experience? No. And how much can be coached? And who is the best scrum coach you work with? You know, you, you can coach. The best coaches I work with in in very short version, Phil Keith Roach is a hero of mine, my old, the old England scrum coach, and Graham Roundtree. I've had very only had a few sessions with Graham Roundtree, but I thought he was brilliant. And I used to, when Martin Hag was coach at Bath, um, I used to, I asked him a few times, can we please get him in more? Because every time we got Graham Roundtree in, we had an upsurge in quality. Yeah, okay. And I really, really wanted him more. And it's a difficult one because he's everyone wants him and he's England coach and all that. But also, if you've got a forwards coach, having your players come to you and saying, can we get someone else in to do the scrums, please, can be offensive. I didn't mean it like that, but it was kind of like, he's different voice and that sort of stuff. And I thought it was great. But yeah, um, you can you can coach loads of stuff, but you need to have... You know, gym strength is one thing, but you need to have genetic strength and man strength, like scrum strength, which is something that 
some of the strongest players I've ever worked with have not got. Um, and you need the attitude. And again, there's a difference between someone who can hold a good position and stay strong and produce good ball and someone who sniffs blood and tries to an- annihilate people. Okay. And you, you can't build that. That's what you can't build. But you ultimately need to be able to dig in pretty deep in rugby terms. So that, again, is tough to coach. But Wayne, coach good technique. Wayne Smith on Twitter says, can you explain what a dual contract is, please, gents? That's where dual contract is where the union pay around 60% of the player's wage and the region pay the 40% left. Um, ben Cooper, who I met on a plane going oh, out to guy. Dubai. This yeah. guy. He's got no mates. Um, who is this guy? He reckons he's meeting loads of people in Dubai. I get there, he's on his own. Yeah, of course he is. And he somehow followed us to the hotel and pretended he was staying in the hotel as well. Yeah. I saw him getting um, told to leave. Oh, um, God. Anyway, he wants to know, uh, he said, cracking pod with Mr. Burns last week. Um, what's the best Christmas team social you've been on? Best story to come from it? Yours festively. See what he's done there? Yeah. Nors. Um, a couple of one. We Yours festively. We um, we did a we did a golf a pub golf one. So everyone dressed up as golfers. Yeah. And pub golf is, you know, you go to you go to pubs and you take it in turns drinking your pints and if it's a par four pub then everyone you have to do your pint in four sips sort of thing. But literally we started off with hole in ones and that was it. God. Every pub was a hole in one. Oh God, that sounds rank. Mm. So um, you, you know but, Matt, Matt Powell, ex Worcester Warriors, um yeah. he um every year he organises a Christmas do for about twenty of us and we go to Shoreditch and the dress code we stay at the Hoxton Hotel and the Shoreditch and the dress code is Shoreditch Wankers, excuse my language. And we all go looking like absolute knobs and we fit right in. Um, and it gets loose and that sort of stuff. And this year, he d- he organises everything all the time. And like you times 10. And in the end, this year, he said, boys, I'm having a year off organising. So can one of you take the reins? And we all agreed that we'd rather not see each other than organise it. Okay. So we're not meeting up. There's another one we did before, which was a... Olympic one, Olympic themes. We all had to dress as an Olympic. Athlete. Oh, I saw, I saw your pictures of that. Yeah, so we had. I'm sure I did. We had netball, hockey players. Didn't you go as a tennis player? Sprinters. Uh, the the best one there was Andy Powell. What was he? Drugs tester. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. He, he had it on the back of his polo shirt. <laughs> that is brilliant. He had man. black trousers on, white polo shirt, drug tester written on the back. That is brilliant. Class. That is brilliant. I tell you, we did a. New Year's party once um, when we were playing at Sarries and we played against Matt Powell who was playing who'd been at Sarries with us for years and we played against them on New Year's Eve he was at Harlequins and we won the game and Danny Grucock and I were really close mates with Powley so we did our best for the whole game to batter him and um, looking back this isn't funny and now looking forward as I reveal sort of the punchline you're not going to think it's funny either but just remember it was a different time we got to New Year's party in um, Earlsfield in London and Paulie's wife or girlfriend at the time Anita walked in and we were like oh where's we call him chin face he's got a big chin so oh, where's chin she said he's not he here he's been sick he's sick Slow at home down. because you lot I no, I sort of cut it out he's not here because you two beat the shit out of him in the game and he's, and he's got a concussion <laughs> we basically bashed him like we've properly bashed him you want to hurt your mates don't you when you yeah, play yeah, against and them. we thought it was funny you know and so did he at the time uh, I say that but I remember properly whacking him, and anyway, he couldn't come out. So we were, he, arranged, he had arranged the whole thing. He booked all our tickets. He couldn't come because we beat him up in the game. Beer battered. Um, yeah. Moro on Twitter, Tom Moro, says, "Are your strongest playing memories either your successes or your what if moments, like dropping balls or missing tackles or collapsing scrums?" Uh, I added the last bit in. Myself. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely the negatives. 100%. Really? Oh shit, yeah. Oh no! See, I'm the other way around. Like my, I look back now with fond memories, and obviously not every game was perfect. You make loads of mistakes throughout your career, but I look back, and you have um, a lot of nostalgic moments where. Yeah, but you achieve more. No, but you've won games as well, have you? No, I never won a game. All oh, right. Yeah, okay, big wins like when we won this the European thing in '08 and stuff. Yeah, I just, I just don't that. You're Honestly, perfectionist. That's at, probably, at the time, yeah, at the time, the victories meant everything. Um, but now, 
no, not really. It's not that I don't mean anything, but they're not part of my memory I system. Look, really. The only th- times I look back with negative thoughts is like when you get injured and you think, oh, God, if, I'm, if I'd not done that and got injured, if I'd not stepped off my right and, you know, lost my cartilage, you know. Yeah. That's that's the only way. I mean, but my, yeah, my my career wasn't defined by injury, but it was almost defined by injury. So, yeah. I you know, I got to a point where I was close to being first choice for England and I'd been told that I was going to start against the All Blacks and no one else knew and it was I was really looking forward to it and I got injured you know a couple of days after I was told and then a few years later that happened to me again and said stop playing with injuries and stay that's it keep yourself fit because we want to start you in this game in the autumn and I was like yes I'm finally there I'm going to do it and I got injured again and the first one was 20 months the second one was 10 months and you're kind of like i I don't look back and don't lose any sleep over that. I'm not bothered to be honest with you, but I don't look back and think, wasn't it all wonderful? I had a great time. I love being a rugby player, but my memories, my actual, my, the top five memories would probably be negative. Okay, right. If you could go back, um, this is from Stephen um, Lamplow, weirdo. Uh, if you could go back and play one game, I'm joking, uh, from your career, what game would you choose? Play one game again? Yeah. What does that mean, though? Did it well, go I, well? I, I'm sort of looking at it, I'm thinking that maybe it was a good game that you played that you'd like to play again. I had a, a couple about a month ago. I had a dream that I was playing for England against Argentina in Buenos Aires, and that was a game that that's probably the best game I ever played. And we won against the odds and that stuff. But you, you got to remember that Argentina then were a far different proposition to Argentina now, and they might be in the you know, the rugby championship, but they were brutally hard work to go and play against in Buenos Aires when you were in the front row. Brutal. You know, they had Reggiardo, Mendes and Omar Hassan in the front row. They yeah. were savage, absolutely savage. And, um, you know, Bobby Grau on the bench, like brutal. And we went there and won. And I had a, my first, I, on the only rugby dream I could ever remember having about a month ago was replaying that game. So probably that one, but I, to be honest, I don't feel strongly enough to, replay any of them I reckon mine would be the 2003 World Cup in Australia right we, you're out there for sort of six weeks on your own with picture the, the scene it's all three with the lads you're in the changing room yeah okay. we're staying in, we're going all over the place we're in Manly Bay to start with we're in Canberra we're in Melbourne Brisbane we had an unbelievable court session kangaroo court at the end I had to wear a Superman t-shirt and they all had to call me sloth and they'd give me <laughs> they'd give me a pirate hat and a sword and an eye patch yeah. Kerry Sweeney, they covered in fake tan because he'd booked his holiday, <laughs> thinking that we wouldn't get through to a, a quarterfinal. Uh, yeah, so we had to cancel it. So we put fake oh, tan all over him and armbands on. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't think we'd make the quarters, oh, so he booked to go away with his missus. Oh, I love that. And he had to cancel it. Um, but it was just incredible. Like, I missed. I, I massively miss touring. I reckon. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're the best. Yeah. Um, Not me. Don't miss it really. No. Nope. I don't. I. I can't. The only thing I miss about playing rugby, the two things, are feeling fit, all relative, fit and strong. Not wheezing. <laughs> not wheezing. And um, I miss contact. Like I miss mauling and tackling and getting hit and stuff like that. I miss that. I enjoyed that. Benwell on Twitter wants to know: Does Anthony Watson make a world fifteen? Those two tries on fire. Um, what does he need to improve? So, would Anthony Watson make England fifteen? Let's go sit there, simplify it a bit. Or do you, you go so, with tried and it's tested? It's so easy for everyone to say, yeah, stick him in. But you then think about who you're dropping. You're dropping Mike Brown. And Mike Brown is amazing how he divides opinion, I think. Cause, <clears throat> and, you know, there are lots of very, very clever people who know a lot about the game that say it's ridiculous that he's still in the team and Anthony Watson or Good should be playing. But I just think if you've got, <clears throat> I've said this before, if you've got a playmaker at 10 and a playmaker at 12, which England always have, then you don't need a third playmaker. What what you actually need is some strike players and some you know decent distributors, but strike players who can link. But you also need a rock. You need a rock at the back. And I just think, do you know what? If I was Eddie Jones, it, he's won, what is it, 23 out of 24. Why are you going to drop Mike Brown? You know, so people ask the question constantly. I asked the question to Graham Roundtree about Jamie George. I was like, how can, you know, what do you think? How can you keep picking Dylan Hartley when Jamie George is playing so well? And he's like, he's won 20 out of 21 games starting him. Why on earth would he change it? That's the point. And the other argument is the All Blacks change while they're ahead and all that sort of stuff. And they probably would have changed it. But I 
I would pick Mike Brown at fullback, and I would pick Anthony Watson on the wing. Jacob Barr yeah. on Twitter says he's a London Irish fan. What do London Irish need to do to beat Worcester on Friday? The match is almost a win or bust scenario. Yeah, apart from the obvious of scoring more points. That's yeah. Um, defensively they, well they also have to hope that I'd start I'd, I'd put everything into the first 10 or 15 minutes to be honest because they've got to hope that the Worcester that played the last premiership game turn up as opposed to the Worcester that went up to Leicester Tigers the week before and were fantastic they lost their mojo over the course of a week and I don't know how it happened so I've watched London Irish a few times right, and they leak a lot of tries and, yeah. and we've said this before about it's not system errors you know, the systems are there you know you know when you're in the wide channel and slow ball you can afford to blitz up you know when you've got to drift but there's a lot of individual errors from players making well just missing tackles um, over chasing getting caught getting sucked in not keeping their hips square it's like their first half against Bath at home the other week they just didn't want to know about Matt Banahan they did not want to know about him he mm. scored one try that was like it was embarrassing I mean he played he did well but it was embarrassing defence you know so I I just do I do not think you can coach that <laughs> yeah know, that's what I think but who's your starting seven for Wales um, in the Six Nations Nugget. Uh, Matt Nugget. Lazarus um, <sighs> Warby's not playing is he no Warby's not playing Tipperick will play um, he's back fit now but there's a p- potentially he could play eight as well, Tipperick, because we've lost Toby Falatau, which is a huge blow. Is Moriart going to be fit? We're not sure. I think so. Moza. Um, so, and if it, if it's not those two, um, so it depends on who's fit. But John oh, Thomas Young or Josh Navidi at seven? Well, they've played Josh Navidi in the Autumn Internationals. They've got to keep him in now because he yeah. played well. And he's proved that he can... Oh, Thomas Young's so good. I man. know. But James Davis is on fire, mate. So um, um, I hope James yeah. Davis and I hope Dan Evans are both in that Welsh squad because they deserve it. And it's not just pulling in one or two, three or four big performances. They've been consistent now yeah. over the last two or three years. And, and James Davis has come back and on fire, as is Dan Evans at the moment with his game. So I'd like to see those two in, but it wouldn't bother me having Tibrick, Navidi or... Um, or Nugget. <laughs> or Nugget. Yeah, fine. Or Finley Calder. He could play, couldn't he? He's pretty decent. Yeah, he knew, he knew. Right, go on then. Give us one more question. It's going to be amazing. All right. Before we end our most soporific um Paul Walker. Yet. Paul Walker is on, on Twitter. He said, if you could get rid of one rugby law, um, what would you choose? Seatbelt tackle. Good. I don't think it does any harm. And I think for a lot of massive blokes, it's unavoidable. Can I say I would give two points for a penalty? Okay. Um, yeah, to, fine. To make it more... It's fine. You know why? It's obvious. It's obvious why. It's obvious. Mm. Yeah, okay. Um, right, so we're going to have a break for Christmas, aren't we? Yeah, we're, we're going to be back um, after Christmas. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yeah. Just trying to get my calendar up. Uh, week commencing, I think we'll be back. Week commencing the... We'll try, should we try and get one out on the 25th, 26th, 27th? Of December? Yeah. No. Okay. It's Christmas Day, you twat. No, but that week commence. We could maybe... No. Make, okay, fine. No. Fine. We're going to be back on um, W slash C, the 1st of Jan. So yeah, first we'll, week in Jan we're back. Yeah. Um, we'd love to hear any feedback. Feel free to review us on iTunes or wherever you go. Subscribe uh, as as, to long, us. Subscribe to us. As long as it's positive, um, because we don't want any negative feedback, do we? Because it just makes us, it just offends us, and we don't act on it because we're arrogant. Every time there's negative feedback, a unicorn dies. Yeah, every time it's, every time it's negative feedback, Shanks will swear in front of his children. I'll go a shade whiter. Yeah, and he'll, he'll swear in front of his children, and that's bad because they'll grow up and, you know... They'll be scum. Okay. Um, Happy Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Many happy returns. Um, Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered.